0: Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.
2: Who knows? I'm, I don't care. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Even if nobody shows up and we're just on the carpet, I'm in.
3: This is a collect call from The Theatre Podcast, bringing you exclusive behind-the-scenes access to The Theatre Awards Season 2019. This is Cereal, part of a Broadway lover's complete breakfast. In this special five-part mini-series, we bring you stories and interviews from some of the most hard-to-access places throughout the month of May, leading up to the red carpet and press room of the Tony Awards themselves, which took place on June 9th, 2019. This is now part four of Serial, which means we finally made it to June 9th. The Tony Awards took place this year at Radio City Music Hall, one of the most iconic performance venues in New York City. The main entrance to Radio City is on 6th Avenue between 50th and 51st Streets. The red carpet, however, took up the entire city block on the east side of 6th Avenue, starting at 49th, ending at 50th. The carpet itself was under a giant tent of sorts, with the iconic Tony Awards logo repeated several times along the back wall, on top of freshly cut roses. As the crew sweeps and makes their final preparations in the background, Jillian and I set up and begin recording. All right, we're here at the Tony Awards. We are on the red carpet of the Tony Awards. And it is, uh, gosh, what time is it? It's I, 4.07.
2: 4.07 in the afternoon.
3: We got in, went through security. There was metal detectors. Uh, people, I think, will start arriving around 4.30, 4.45. Who
2: knows? I'm, I don't care. I'm just happy to be here.
3: <laughs> so the there's a lot of lights. We're under a big tent. Fortunately, the weather... The weather, the weather is perfect Not when you're not standing in the sun.
2: The theme this year is rainbow. It's the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. So the everything this year is rainbow, everything the playbills are rainbow bricks. The flowers on the backdrop are rainbow flowers. that. Uh, and they're spoiler, painted. They're, you can, yeah, you they're can painted, smell. you can smell it. So when smell you see all these the pictures paint. later and see all the video, just know there are paint fumes wafting in the air.
3: <laughs> We're behind like a, a white, a, a very polite white, farm style barrier I want to say like almost a farm fence but I don't
2: know if it's to protect the talent or to protect us from them
3: I think it should be to protect us I think so the red carpet tent here is literally the entire block from 49th to 50th on the east side of 6th Avenue so if we turn to our right and there's Radio City.
2: Radio City!
3: We're <laughs> turn, here! Turn to our left, and there's the entrance to NBC Studios, and you can see all the way down to Times Square a little bit. Well, not really.
2: The electric, it is... Wookie,
3: wookie, wookie. Yes.
2: There's a tourist standing across the street watching, trying to see what's happening. Um, it, the, the vibe is incredible. This is, for anyone who has ever dreamed of going yes. to the Tony Awards, Yeah, Hold it's...
3: On. Let's take a selfie. Wait, we're taking a selfie right now. A selfie. Okay, so We'll, we'll post this. We'll post this.
2: We're gonna post so many pictures.
3: The press, the media, everybody who is standing on this red carpet is wearing black tie. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got my tux on.
2: Yeah. We're both wearing red.
3: Basically, Jillian, you've got a prom dress on.
2: I do not what represent is that. that.
3: <laughs> is that not a prom dress? This is not a prom dress. What is that? It's a gown. Oh, it's a gown. Okay, I wanted to actually talk about real quick that I love the juxtaposition between all of us wearing super, super fancy clothes and gowns and tuxes and then you look like a block away And it's just normal new york with tourists across the street and t-shirts and shorts and then Mm -hmm. the cars are still going by on the other side of the red carpet new york does not stop for anybody we didn't completely block sixth avenue
2: no that would not be nice oh there goes a bus
3: oh there goes a bus
2: but it's not stopping here sorry
3: but i god i love this city this is just the best combination of File a permit, put up a tent, throw out a red carpet, and then the best of the best are gonna show up here within a matter of hours.
2: And somebody else is still in Warby Parker buying glasses right now.
3: (laughs) Over the next 35 minutes or so, we gain more neighbors as other media outlets and journalists find their spots around us. The excitement starts to build, and other people recording audio and video commentary start walking around talking into cameras in a similar fashion. It's now 4.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. From here on in, a shoot a we record this without a script. Uh, Michael James Scott from, uh, from Aladdin is actually doing some red carpet correspondence for Good Morning America. He just walked by, did a little intro. This is a hell of a lot of fun so far. I think people are starting to come on the red carpet because they kicked all the media off. The Tony Awards this year were hosted by James Corden, who often has his real-life parents involved in skits for The Late Late Show on CBS. A wonderfully nice older couple with their own camera entourage just happened to park down next to us. And we quickly realized who we were standing next to. Setting up for their own red carpet interviews were James's parents, Malcolm and Margaret Corden. We were fortunate enough to have a quick chat with them, discussing their newfound fame, how James got into theater at a young age, and how proud they are of their son. So we are here on the red carpet of the Tony Awards with yeah. Malcolm and Margaret Corden, of course, James Corden's parents. And people people know you. They because he has you on the show so often. He has you on his show so often. Are you guys, are the two of you used to this kind of fame now? Are you? We
2: love it. We love we, we love it, yeah. We look, um, who wouldn't do it for their children. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's the thing. And CBS look after us so well, don't they? yeah are yeah. They're, they're great, you know. We have so, a lovely time, it gives yeah. us a chance to see James and his family, he's got you know, three children which we love spending time with them as well, so yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, this is not the bonus, we're, we're very blessed, we're very yeah. fortunate with what we're doing.
3: And when, when he was a kid, like, did, did the two of you encourage him to get into theatre or performing or how did that start?
2: started through church really really yeah yeah. he started
3: performing on the the church Church. stage and then he realized he could make people
2: laugh through his antics and uh, he loved it so much Um, and uh, then we had a neighbor who was involved with a local uh, sort of um, youth youth theater project that was his life then you know what i mean yeah well you know if if i could encourage anyone who wants to do this you know we took James for, for probably, when he was, you know, between sort of early teens to late teens. It must have been 30, 40 auditions. It's what he wanted to do, so... Never give up. Right. That, that's, the, that's the thing there.
3: They ended up going to various shows for a pre-Tony montage for The Late Late Show, including James's dad Malcolm actually writing King Kong. We have a quick chat about that before I ended up making Malcolm cry.
2: He's so soft. Yeah. Is he, it? he looks. You think, yeah. oh, it's going to be a heart. When you touch him, he's all spongy. And, oh, and he's, yeah. he, the graphics of yeah, his face yeah. are amazing. Yeah. You know, He sort of looks you in the eye. You know, It's fantastic. Yeah, it's lovely.
3: yeah It yeah. is a phenomenal We've show. We've had fun. Yeah, well, thank you both for coming yeah. over yeah. and talking. Right. And thank you for, for supporting such a wonderful son oh. who is making such a huge impact on the world. Hey. I mean, you've oh. got to be proud.
2: Yeah. so yeah it's uh, it's terrific really. yeah he yeah. yeah. well, <laughs> brought tears to his eyes <laughs>
3: oh he's crying it is. oh anyway, nice you thank, thank you yourself. thank you so much he's wonderful thank god you god is very good we're very blessed <laughs> thank you It's now around 5 p.m., which means that most nominees in performance categories have just finished their 2 p.m. matinees or are still wrapping them up. As such, the first guests that start to arrive on the red carpet are the creative nominees who already had all afternoon to get dressed. We begin with Mark Kaufman, an executive producer with Warner Brothers Theatre Ventures, who's part of the team responsible for bringing Beetlejuice, nominated for Best Musical, to the stage. Tell Tell me what this feels like for you tonight. This is like a dream come true. I I was just saying to somebody else that, uh, as a kid, I used to watch the Tony's, and now I'm on the other side of the television. And especially to be here for Beetlejuice is such an unbelievable honor. Um, I love the show, and I'm really hoping that uh, everybody sees what they're seeing in the theater out there. Next, we spoke to two individuals in roles we don't often hear from, producers of another ilk the kind who are often silent from a creative perspective, but essential to a production because they help bring the money in to make it all happen. Chris and Ashley Clark, who own a company that normally only produces television, speak on why they decided to get involved with Broadway for the first time with Tootsie. As you've probably noticed, almost every time I talk with someone from Tootsie, I bring up the outdated tropes. Robert Horn's script for Start was fantastic. It obviously got better and better and better as he worked on it all the time. But that and also it was so topical. And so it started on a really high base where that mill was 20 years, 30 years ahead of its time, as we know. Mm-hmm. And now with the Me Too movements and everything that's coming out, like, how does it speak to you? Well,
0: I think our show is such an ode to women that when you're in the audience, you feel so empowered mm-hmm. in a way that is magical. Because we're talking about anything that we can do in high heels, we can do the best backwards, forwards and dancing. And so it's such a beautiful ode to women, and it's a great love story. That's his favorite. He, he, he always talks about the love story, and I always talk about the, the, the ode to women and and, and and really the way that Dorothy just makes it happen, it's just,
1: it's powerful
3: yeah. and every
0: woman leaves the show with a umph in her step.
3: Speaking of Robert Horn, he was next to Swing by the Microphone. He ended up later winning the Tony Award for Best Book of a Musical for Tootsie. We talked to you at the Drama Desk Awards, yes. and you were... I was nervous and excited, and I'm
1: nervous and excited tonight. Yeah
3: so is this is this different for you than any other award show is this yeah, like the this pinnacle is, of everything this is
1: the, this is yeah. the top of the mountain um, yeah but you know what's great is that tomorrow morning we get a little hangover and then we all get up and go on to our next project and work as a community yeah so it's pretty great
3: do you now that Tootsie is open do you do you go back and do you do you fine-tune yes. that and you, are well, you always gonna well
1: I go back to I you want to be honest <laughs> I go back because I love to hear the audience laugh. It's such like a drug for me.
3: Yeah. Because you work so hard on it and to hear the audience respond like that, sometimes I'll just go in and stand
1: in the back and listen to them laugh. When I go in. And I'm also thinking about now what I want to change for the tour.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No
3: purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, prohibited by Law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Continuing with book writers, next is Dominique Mariso, who was nominated in the same category as Robert Horn for her work creating Ain't Too Proud. When you see the show brought to life now, is it everything you had originally imagined? Or is it, is it It has exceeded
2: yeah. my expectations. Yeah. I did not know how to imagine all of this. But it it, it has come together by way of beautiful collaboration um, with some of my favorite artists to ever work with. And I, I'm blown away. I'm always
1: blown away when I see them. I'm humbled by this creative team.
3: James Harkness, who plays Paul Williams in Ain't Too Proud, walked the red carpet with his fellow castmates and expressed his love for what he does and who he does it with.
1: I love getting to do this with
3: Derek and Ephraim and Jeremy and Jawan We get to share it, and it's an incredible thing to be able yeah. to do. It was yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah, we were just talking to Dominique. we uh, just talking about how she brought the story to life, and she said you and the other guys just exceeded her expectations. And we're talking about bringing the story, putting it on stage. Yeah. I mean, do you do you feel this from the audience every night? Like they're yeah. standing ovation every night, and they're like, "This is what I want."
2: Yeah. Well, you know what I love about it? because she has written an
3: incredibly rich story, mm-hmm. and sometimes the simplest line means so much. You know what I mean? And and uh, getting to tell this story with these five men and the rest of the company, because it really takes all of us. It's incredible,
2: and you definitely feel it back from the audience, and you feel it back every night.
3: Moving on to Hadestown, Bradley King, who will later win the Tony for best lighting design of a musical, helps put all of this glitz and glamor into a little bit of perspective. We talked to you after your Drama Desk Yeah, a week ago, exactly. Was that really a week ago? That was now a week ago, and now we're here on the red carpet of the Tony Awards. My, how time flies, okay. <laughs> are you excited for tonight in, in any sort of different way from last week, or is this- Oh, a- I mean, like, yeah, the stage is a little bit bigger. Um, <laughs> you know, the OCCs are, or, uh, the Drama Desks are great because, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of a downtown vibe mm-hmm. with your friends, you go out for drinks beforehand. Like, I would be lying if I didn't say, like, the glitz and the glamour didn't affect, get you a little bit here on this red carpet on 6th Avenue, Yeah, um, but at the end of the day it's also just you know it's, it's the family from the show and we're here to celebrate And no matter what happens. Yeah I still feel like like this is is a theater community it's it's Manhattan, yeah, exactly. it's New York and so everybody still knows everybody yeah. and you, you're still with your family you're just on a much bigger carpet exactly. right now. Yeah. We've taken it uptown. As right. I said. Right. Well- Hadestown wouldn't be Hadestown without the work, perseverance, and incredible talent that poured out of Aeneas Mitchell. Your first Broadway everything, yeah, and you are just taking it by storm. Oh man! Most nominations for Hades Town. Mm. Like, how do you? How are you feeling right now? Is this like? Mm. I mean, you've been performing for so long. Is this kind of like an old hat, or is this still like yeah, yeah. kind of a pitch me moment for you? Yeah,
0: no, this is a this is something different for sure. Yeah. I've never seen a red carpet this long in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you, as you know, I've been working on this show for a long time, thirteen yeah. years. Um, so many different artists have put their hands on it, put their fingerprints on it along the way. And so to have those 14 nominations, it felt like it took a village and then like a lot of villagers got recognized. I'm so proud to be here with um, so many of my, my dear friends and um, fellow workers on this show, as well as all of the beautiful shows that are up right now.
3: Perhaps unsurprisingly to some, based on her work writing and performing music outside of the theater, when asked about her childhood, she said she wasn't the cast recording obsessed kid. But still, she saw some live theater that made a tremendous impact on how she grew up.
0: I don't fit in the category of like the person who listened obsessively to all those those soundtracks and stuff but I did um, encounter Les Mis at a young age and The Fantastics, yes. my mom took me to see both those shows and they made an impression and then later I fell in love with like Sweeney Todd yes. and uh, and of course Hamilton and um, The Great Comet and all of those shows what they have in common I think is they are um, they're sung through you know, their their operas yeah. and so that's what, that's the realm we've tried to exist
3: in, uh, with Sound. You do write home to Ani DeFranco, and you're like, thank you for helping me with the concept album. Just look yeah. at where we are.
0: Yeah, you know, Ani came to our opening night, which was so
3: Yeah, sweet she was of her. telling me, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I owe a lot to her, you know, not just as a songwriter, uh, she really, um, gave me my first, uh, you know, major opening tour to open up for her when I was on her record label and and her record label put out my early records and um, she also believed in this piece before it was what it is now and uh, she agreed to sing the role of Persephone on that album that we made before any of the other singers were on board so it really was a leap of faith for her and I'm so grateful.
3: And as always, here's a great answer to one of the standard closing questions from Clint Ramos, who was nominated in the category of Best Costume Design of a Play for his work on Torch Song, which was also nominated for Best Revival of a Play. So what advice also would you give to your younger self, or younger people now who are listening, starting out down a similar path?
0: I would say, relax, um, but work a little harder. (laughs) And I would say, go where the love is. Don't waste your time trying to chase a community or people that don't love you. Go where the love is and stay there.
3: Did you did you have to do that? Did you have to go and find your love?
0: Yeah, I think that's sort of like, you know, as a young gay man of color, you, you kind of, there are things that you don't realize about your identity or you don't like about your identity and you kind of try to stifle that by trying to belong mm-hmm. and think that you can't belong. And, and so, you know, it took me a little time to actually realize, you know what, go to your people. You know, And I mean theater people. Yeah. You know, like, go to them. They will coddle you, they will love
3: you, they will support you. That is wonderful. Thanks for listening to Episode 4 of Serial, part of the Broadway Lover's Complete Breakfast. Visit us online via theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter via TheaterPodcast.com or send us an email via feedback at theaterpodcast.com. and make sure to follow Parody Bill on Instagram for more amazing Playbill mashups. Yeah, I know. When you have pockets, you have to decide like what side your stuff goes on. I know. On. My
2: phone goes on this side. I know. It's not working. I know. Nothing is working. Um... What
3: th- oh, this isn't on. Oh. Did I mute it? Yes, I did. There we go. Okay.